0: Welcome to Time to Scale. My name is Kimberly Larson, and I am the CEO and founder of Indie Riot and Time to Riot, and I am your host. Time to Scale is an initiative from Danske Bank and Supla Steria Up for this year's Oslo Innovation Week. In this next episode, we will meet the Venture Director from Dan Vegger. He will share some thoughts and experiences on corporate innovation and maybe even some fuck ups. The talk by Kåre Helle was recorded during Oslo Innovation Week 2020. I thought uh, my role now is to try and initiate some thoughts and some of, share some of the experiences that we've had and i personally have had uh, in the large corporation that we are the MGL is a big and old traditional norwegian corporation which is global reach and lots of good stuff about us uh, we won't uh, indulge in that um, i i worked in this company for most of my professional career so i have no experiencing uh, what it means to start a new company from scratch. But I have tried to start a few companies or a few initiatives internally. Um, So all of them has failed. I think this, this, uh, all of them has failed and some of them more dramatically than others. And I think that's what I've learned a little bit about innovation and startup scene is that um, I've learned the experience or I had the experience of leaving a customer meeting um, with the belief that uh, uh, leaving a customer meeting with the experience of uh, coming out of that meeting and the market, the total addressable market that I thought was, suddenly was 5% of what, it, what I thought it going into that meeting. And I reflected on that at that time saying, these discussions that we had now, I could have had a year before. There was no showing of uh, prototypes, there was no showing of functionality, there was no showing of anything tech it was about exploring the potential for the idea that I had in the in the middle of that I think uh, after that I, I I had to go back to my corporate family and sh- tell them that you remember all of these millions that you gave me a year ago I think we wasted them all this is uh, uh, is, is a it's extremely learningful experience um, and I think that's uh, something that I'm I'm trying to take forward. I had uh, I naturally uh, or gladly I also have some successes uh, in my past. So on this slide, the success is the g- big blast on the left, and then the failure is the guy on the on the right. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll I don't uh, I'm not going to dive into the success story. That's a different topic, but uh, it's also something that I'm passionate about. So if one, somebody wants, I'm more curious to what uh, the the explosion is that I'm more than happy to share those thoughts as well. But, <clears throat> so this learnful experience, and, and I, after I helped and I started forming some of our digital strategy uh, in DMVGL six years ago, and you, we looked at this scene and the digital revolution and uh, all of this, the fourth industrial revolution, all of these things, that, and we recognized that this is going extremely fast, and we think it's going, uh, going extremely fast. And we set out a strategy to how we should try and reinvent and re reengineer and basically disrupt the own initiatives, to find new value. I think we've, and after that whole period, I've significantly underestimated how difficult it is, difficult it is, whether you're a startup or you're a corporate, to really find new customer value and deliver on it. It's extremely different, difficult but we set out uh, with good help from lots of, lots of, um, lots of um, good books that everybody should read on how to do innovation, how to do innovation portfolio, how to build a good pipeline of ideas, and created this process. And this process is implemented in, our co- in, in the company today. And you can, th- you can recognize this from a typical venture journey where you start kind of angel investor, you move up to pre-seed, you come into seed, and you, as you, you move into scale and series A and B, it's the same kind of internal story that we want to do. And the venture capitalists, they, they know that they have to have a lot of seeds in, in, in the beginning in order to find a success in the end. So to me, innovation is very much an, in a, a numbers game. It's about finding lots of seeds. And then nurturing as they pass through. Um, so this is what it looks like in principle. Um, And um, this is what it feels like when I look at my own company and what we do. And if you can think of the bottom of the slide of this, the bottom of this slide is our existing core services. That's what we are brilliant in innovating around. We innovate around our core services, so we do that particularly well. That's why the organisation is 156 years old, and we are quite successful in what we do. I think it's very difficult for us uh, to ask our existing staff and our existing core services to come up with the next revolutionary idea that will disrupt or really propel new customer value for our customers. So I think we are skewed internally of our our company on um, how we find and source new ideas. So for me, the engagement with, startup, with the startup scene, which I started a, f- a few years back, and which also moved into the, the current role that I have, is about this phenomenon. I want to expose the company with more new ideas, more creativity, and we have to... So there's 12,000 employees in the image, all of them highly educated, all of them um, very talented. There's six billion people in the world, so this is simply, if you if look at it simply from statistics, where do we think the next good idea that is relevant for us comes from? Does it come from exclusively those 12,000 or do they come from externally? So in order to kind of, um, uh, if you notice this slide I'll just the one topic, you can see that we start with a few ideas, but we are actually quite good with taking them all the way through. And this is what I did that time when I came out of that customer meeting in Aberdeen, I had an idea that I believed in. And then I have, I'm, a, I'm pretty good at sales, also internally. So I managed to convince the CEOs of the company So give me a lot of million of money. I'll make this idea great. This is much easier, uh, I tell you, than to convince a venture capitalist. I, I have a lot of internal kind of, what should you say, internal capital. They have done good things before. They oh, core is a good guy. Uh, let's say I, I believe in him. Uh, let's give him a couple of millions. So we are quite good at doing this by just convincing our management and top management. And I'm hope nobody of them are listening right now, but I, I have to say most of our top management is not good at spotting the next good idea. Neither am I. So we can't rely on the ex- existing experience that we have because the existing experience I have is with traditional core services. So what we do then, we have to go out and expose ourselves to different other environment but I created the perfect service. It was working technically very well. It, it created fantastic technical results, but the market wasn't there. So that's the failure that we did. Um, so I think there's one slide of this that big corporates has a huge muscle and, a huge, and are very good at. There's one side of this slide which I think we are too uh, weak in doing. And this is, I think, the startup scene. And then I think this is different to um, the individual startups. I don't think the individual startups in itself necessarily are that good either. There's lots of them, lots of founders out in the world who thinks this idea is brilliant. I just have to convince the world that the idea is brilliant. And to do that, I need to build the the shit and then show it to the world and then everybody would uh, understand. So that is I think a a little bit the founders, challenge is that we need to really test this, these ideas, and whether they actually bring customer value. Um, but the th- my, my privilege as a now venture capitalist, I can stand on top of the whole startup scene, and I can look at all of them and I can pick and I can work with those I believe and those I see that actually have traction. So if you look at it on the totality of the ecosystem of whether it's Norwegian or European or whatever, the totality of the startup scene, they are experimenting extremely fast as a community in total. Not all of them are fast individually, but as a total, for us to tap into all of that creativity, extremely valuable, in my opinion. And I can then, hopefully, when we engage them, we can also coach and learn from them uh, on how they work. And for me, startup engagement is not about learning agile development. Come on, guys, we can do that ourselves. We, we have all of those books at home. That's not the point. We need to build on statistics and the numbers game. It's a numbers game. Innovation is a numbers game. When we find something that we think is really valuable, then I believe in the, in the extreme powers of partnerships. Because one, big corporates um, has, as I said, I can convince a few few CEOs in the company and they will give me a few millions and we will execute. And we will execute almost the brilliance and too two perfect sometimes but we have that capability. So we have a lot of existing um, capacity in the company in our customer base that we can exploit together with a potential startup. So uh, on the left, uh, side, we need a lot of help from the startup community as corporates, and on, on the right side of this slide, uh, then this is where a big, I think corporates can excel. And I, I hope that we can avoid this a bit, a little bit, this uh, stereotype of David versus Goliath type of thinking. I, I don't think, sometimes these the startups should disrupt the big, uh, and I think that's, that's how it will be. But I think also, also finding a partnership where we can scale and help uh, both sides of this uh, is, is where we can find um, some magic together. So just I, I thought I'll, I'll exemplify with one, one superpower that uh, I think we have. Um, this is uh, uh, Space uh, PT, uh, they were on, uh, on uh, 100 pitches yesterday. Pretty cool startup that uses, uses satellite imagery to look at whether or not there is forest growing into the power lines of uh, of the world. So power lines, one of their threats is that there's trees growing into it, causes fire. Big forest fires in California a couple of years ago was caused by this problem. So a very simple solution that, we can, that you can look at, uh, use artificial intelligence to look for when this, these, and it's, you see it on the bottom uh, picture. When there's these trees start to grow into the power lines and get um, uh, dangerous to that, or get, it starts to exposing that uh, that risk, it's a Swedish startup. I haven't talked to them, so don't. Uh, I, I just saw them yesterday, and I, I like the case that they have. And there's there's a few others on this space. They're not alone on it. But if we are able to couple that capability with um, with our existing install base. So DMVGL, we develop a software and sell a software called Synergy Electric, which is, by the way, the tool that most of these uh, power lines in the States use to manage their assets. So it's the integrity management system. They remember how how often they should paint the towers or whatever they do in that space. But we have existing customers on a software as a service platform where we could expose this type of uh, customer value so that's, some, that's some of the superpowers that we have. We, are, we also naturally because we've made this tool, we also have a bit of credibility in that space that sometimes the startups don't lack. I don't think that's that important. I think it's important that these customers we can start experimenting with if we found a good way of sharing that value and that uh, that value together. And through that, I, I uh, we could potentially scale this. Um, small initiative much faster than they if they were to say mm, the traditional now we captured this is Swedish uh, Swedish guys so they're probably gonna catch the whole market in Sweden first move out of Europe and then let's think about the States which is a massive market for these people for, for this company this is places where we have assets we have presence we have people and most importantly we have installed software on their machines already that's a pretty good way of scaling, in my book, and it's a good if if then the is able to allow this to happen on top of our existing install base. I think we can find some magic. Finding these cases is extremely difficult, finding them, uh, and that's my job today. I'm trying to find them and figure out the figure where does these two kind of um, needs align and where we can find together. Um, but I think if we can find them when we find them I think it could be extremely powerful and extremely valuable for both parties so that's my initial thoughts thank you for listening to Time to Scale make sure to check out our episodes on YouTube as well look for Time to Scale the entire podcast has been recorded at Epicenter Oslo and is edited by Ice Cube Media